Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Kristen Hancock. Kristen is the VP of Community and Engagement at Ecology, which is a community that is built for internal communicators. In this episode, we talk about what internal communicators are looking for in community, how to benchmark success when the nature of the work is private, and what tactics smart internal communicators are leveraging in 2022. I'm excited to share that starting on February 1st, 2022, Ecology is launching a Tuesday Tools Day initiative where leading software providers in the internal communication space lead sessions on new technologies and strategies that could be leveraged by internal communicators. This is a no pressure interactive format and you can register for the event by visiting www.joinicology.com. That's join, J-O-I-N, Ecology, I-C-O-L-O-G-Y.com. Hey, Kristen, who's your first software provider that's going to present at one of these Tuesday Tools Day events? Gee, Brian, that's a great question. Could it be Venly? Kristen, this might be your first and your last Tools Day event. I think it's going to be okay. No promises. Okay, if you would like to learn more about how podcasting can be leveraged for internal communications and you aren't already a member of this incredible network, please visit www.joinicology.com and register to be a member. Ecology is offering a two-week free trial to their already very affordable membership fee. Come hang and learn a lot. It's going to be great. I promise. I'll try and keep it brief. As you might have heard already, I am today joined by Kristen Hancock, just a small town girl living in a fabulous world. Kristen is always looking for magic moments in the employee experience. 15 years in corporate communications gives her a unique perspective on work, life, and how human connection improves both. In 2020, Kristen revitalized the Ecology brand alongside its founder, Chuck Ghost, who happens to also be her partner in life and work. Ecology is now a thriving community of internal communicators who are leading the change the internal communication industry needs. Kristen is a Canadian immigrant currently living in Indianapolis, and she is learning how to America. My mom has lived in this country for 40 years and she is still learning how to America. So good luck, Kristen. When she is not connecting communicators, she is probably handing out dog biscuits at her local city shelter. Kristen, thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. Brian, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be great. So we just read a little bit about it in the bio and in the tools they read. For those who aren't familiar, though, what is Ecology? What is the purpose of this organization? Ecology is a community. That's that's its core purpose right now. It is a community for internal communicators. As you mentioned in the in my illustrious bio, uh, was founded, uh, I'm going to say five or six years ago now, um, by my partner, Chuck Ghost and, start, Ghost, and started out as a podcast and has morphed into this really vibrant community for internal communicators. We both have been involved in the internal communications world for many years, and we've both been a part of lots of different groups, communities, associations, organizations that cater to the comms world. But as anyone in internal communications knows, there's a very unique perspective that comes with the internal side of things. And that's the part that we were both missing. We found that these associations and organizations were too broad and they were, uh, they were just weren't built for internal comms. So Ecology, the community was born out of that need really. And out of that, uh, I will say, uh, I guess I will say frustration on our, both of our parts, just looking for a sense of community specifically built for 
our needs as internal communicators. So now we've got this, uh, we are coming up to our one year birthday actually in February uh, that we've got this great community of internal communicators that can connect online. Our, I, I will let everyone know because it's no secret, our original business plan was very heavily set on in-person events and we launched this business in early 2020. So I think we all know how that went. But what what happened was when we realized we weren't going to be doing in-person events anytime soon at that time, it really forced us to look at what our needs were. And the needs were for some means of connection for people in our industry. And so we built a community before we we're looking at, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, doing in-person events sometime soon. So we're founded on our, we've got our six C's, creativity, connection, career, craft, curiosity, and confidence. And those are the six things that we identified that were most valuable to internal communicators and also areas that internal communicators wanted the most out of. So you mentioned before, there are a lot of organizations already that exist for communications. There's specific needs. We have the six C's. When someone enters into your orbit as a prospective member, or maybe they're early on in their membership, is there a C, let's say, that is most prioritized for them? Like what is sort of the most urgent need for someone when they come in and saying, this is what I really hope, all this other stuff is amazing, but here's the thing that I'm really hoping to get out of a community purpose built for internal communicators. Connection, no question. Of, of all of those six C's, connection absolutely is the number one thing that I see that people are looking for when they come to us. So whether they're reaching out to us to find out a little bit more about what we're doing or whether they've signed up and, and sometimes we don't even know who, who people are until they sign up. Either way, it is always connection. It is always people in our industry who are looking for their peers. They're looking for colleagues. They're looking for people to bounce ideas off of. And I think that's that's been, over the course of the last year, the most rewarding part of managing this community and meeting all these people is just seeing the connections that have been made. We've had members who have, quite a few members actually, who have gotten jobs through being part of our community. We've had members who have hired people as part of our community. We've got, you know, agency people who are in our community who are hiring contract workers. And so there's a there's a there's an intangible connection benefit. And the cool thing is we've seen a really tangible connection benefit for people who like there's a dollars and cents value to their membership in our community. And that's that's been the cool thing. But but absolutely above all else, I would say people are looking for connection, which maybe is a microcosm in our industry for what we're seeing globally, right? People are Oh, I was almost going to say now more than ever. And I stopped myself because I'm so tired of that phrase, but people are looking for their, their craving connection. And I think what you're hitting on is a really unique facet of internal communications, which can be a little bit of a lonely gig in the sense that it's often <laughs> yes. one person communicating to many, and they're the only individual responsible for the entire internal communications motion, right? Like they might live Absolutely. as part of a communications team, but the onus often is on an individual or maybe a handful of people. And I think one of the really fascinating elements of internal communications is that because it's private, it can be hard to benchmark against your peers, right? So for example, in consumer marketing, like we saw your Super Bowl ad, I see this motion that you're doing on LinkedIn with paid advertising, Madison Avenue publications writing about your work, if you're big enough, 
this doesn't this isn't necessarily the case in internal communications because it's private and internal. So how does idea sharing and best practice development happen for internal communicators? You've now formed this connection. What are people glomming onto from each other's work? That's a great point about the comparison between marketing and internal comms because there's so much that our community can learn and our industry can learn from the marketing world. But you, but you're right. There's an element of those two type forms of communication that are always going to be polar opposites, right? You can, if you have an ad for a new product, you can very tangibly track sales to go alongside that ad campaign. Internal comms is different. There are absolutely metrics that we should be using, but it's a lot difficult. And as you said, that benchmarking piece is unique in that most of what we do is internal and sometimes private. I say private because uh, we also will remind everyone that nothing is truly private anymore, as we all know on the internet, right? There's nothing that really is private, but whatever we're doing inside is often not to be shared externally, or it's it ends up being shared, but it's not supposed to be shared. So even at conferences, we find it's really difficult to get some of that really good internal comms content or best practices because internal communicators either are told they're not supposed to share what they're doing inside, or they're afraid to, or they're not really sure, they don't want to ask permission. So it, so the, those great campaigns don't often see their peers. So part of what was behind this drive for a community like Ecology is that we don't see internal communicators sharing a lot of their challenges or successes on platforms like LinkedIn or Facebook or other social media sites because it's too broad and it's too public. Whereas a community like Ecology, where you know that community is just your peers, I often will go on and log on in the morning and I'll see someone shared something really frustrating that happened at their work yesterday. Oh, my boss wants me to do X, Y, Z, but I think the better course is ABC. What does everyone else think? You're not going to post that on LinkedIn. Your boss might be on LinkedIn, right? You can't always grab onto that, but in a community that you know is just for your peers and is a tight-knit, close, closed community, you can share that kind of information. So our industry's got a long way to go in terms of benchmarking and education and conferences, but but I think that's that's part of the beauty of this community is that it is exactly set up for those situations so that internal communicators can get feedback and share what they're doing with their peers and with their colleagues. So you have a really interesting vantage point into this ecosystem and from where you sit, are there new strategies and tactics that are being implemented by members of Ecology that are particularly compelling? Are there some innovative winning practices that you are expecting to continue on heading into 2022 and beyond? Yeah, I think, I think I'm, I am, I continue to be wowed, to be honest, with what people in our industry are doing. Now, I come from a background of working in corporations and organizations in communications and then specifically internal comms, but I am not currently doing that. So I'm like living vicariously through our members who are doing these really cool things. And and it's funny that we're chatting this afternoon because earlier today I was on a call and one of our members shared, we were talking about the new, are we working remotely? Are we working in the office? What are are the mandates? How are we navigating this? And how are we communicating it with employees? And she shared that at her employer, their drive has not, it's, it's shifted from being remote first versus office first to mission first. 
And I was like, that's such an awesome way of looking at what we're, where we're at right now collectively in terms of, you know, remote work and, and return to the office, whatever people are calling it, part of a larger leadership conversation for that decision. But at the same time, she's the internal communications person, right? So she is helping to lead those kinds of things. So this, these last two years of, I don't even know if I can call it organized chaos, but global collective chaos, a lot of that corporately, the, the, the reorganization of it, the drive of it, the streamlining of it, the focus of it is being driven by folks in internal comms. And that may, they may not have that title, but those are the people who are doing it. So when I look at how corporations have pivoted, how they've shifted, what they're doing right, what some of them are doing horribly wrong, there's an internal comms element to all of that. And there's an employee engagement element to all of that that I think we see uh, on a daily basis, whether or not you call it internal comms or not. It strikes me that Ecology has an opportunity in the future to set the standard for what effective internal communications means at a macro level. Every business is going to handle it a little bit differently, but you can sort of set that standard and say, here are the metrics that matter, right? And here are the benchmarks that matter industry-wide. And it's up to the individual company and the practitioner to sort of define that on an individual term. We, we touched on this just a couple minutes ago, but is there a metric? Is there a true north metric for internal communicators in your experience that matters the most? What is the thing that if I'm now starting in internal communications and it's my first day, you're saying to me, Brian, like, here's the thing. If you can achieve this metric or this outcome, you're going to be really successful in your role. Is there something that stands out to you? You're going to get a different answer on that from probably anyone you ask in this industry. My answer is a, is a little bit of a hot take because my answer is no. And so to, to, to elaborate, while well, everyone in internal comms who's listening to this is losing their minds right now, I would say, no, is there one metric? Is there one North Star that you can point to and say, that is a measure of effective internal communications? No, I don't think there is. Uh, I think there are many metrics that make up a successful employee engagement, workplace culture, internal communication strategy, but I don't think there is one. And I think that we do ourselves a disservice as an industry if we are trying to reduce employee engagement to some kind of number, whatever that, you know, I see companies who are like, our employee engagement score is 72%. There is no universal score for that. And I would argue there shouldn't be. So anytime a company comes out with one singular score for what their engagement is, I'm like, "Mm, I'm going to question that a little bit because I want to know what went into that. I think there are all kinds of great metrics. My favorite question that people can put on any kind of internal comms employee engagement survey is, how do you feel driving to work in the morning? Now that the logistics of that are not quite applicable anymore with not everyone driving to work, but the the concept is the same. How do you feel when you get up in the morning and you have to work that day? But can you get a number out of that and one score? No. So That's the difference, I think, a big difference between when we talk about marketing and internal comms, what we're dealing with is humans and emotions and logistics and, you know, thinking and very, very complex topics that have metrics, but I don't know if they can be measured with one number. All right, fine. Maybe ecology (laughs) should set the standard 
You should probably <laughs> set up a job board though. <laughs> yeah, right, agreed, I'll... agreed. <laughs> All right, well, I won one. I, got, I made one good recommendation during our conversation today. All right, I'm gonna get you out in this question, which is in your opinion, what's the best and most realistic time for a business to invest in a fully dedicated internal communications professional? Is there a certain headcount number that triggers a hire like that? And what's the reporting structure? Because internal communications can often be part of comms, part of HR, part of culture. Where does the role ideally live within the org chart? If you have more than one person in your company, i.e. more than you, in my opinion, then it, then it, then it's time to look at internal comms. Does that mean you hire a full-time person to do that if you have two employees? No, probably not. There's a you know a lot of budget financial pieces that go into that. But on but honestly, if you have an employee, you need to worry about internal communications. And it's it's really that simple. Now, again, the the structure of what that looks like is going to depend, yes, on headcount, on budget, on all of that. But I absolutely think that that's the I would argue this would be a good boxing match to have, you know, me versus a CMO or something on the podcast to argue who should be hired first marketing or internal comms. Cause I'm going to say an internal comms person, uh, because if your people who work with and for you are not happy, your customers aren't going to be happy either. Uh, if you, if your employees aren't engaged, your customers aren't going to be engaged. So everything starts from the inside. So I, I think that there's, there is no time that is too soon. To, to worry about internal comms. As far as a reporting structure, you're also going to get different answers from everyone. Internal comms can report to marketing. They can report to HR. Heck, I reported to finance at one point in time. And I think the biggest piece of that is who are you reporting to? And more importantly than who you're reporting to is who do you have relationships with? So when I reported to our CFO, my last corporate job, a lot of people were like, well, that's, that doesn't make sense. And that, you know, I'm sure you, that person doesn't understand what you do. And that must be really frustrating. And it wasn't, it was glorious. This, the person that I reported to fully recognized that their background was not in communications. So they were more than happy to bring me into meetings when they needed to and get my opinion on things from a leadership perspective. And when you report to the CFO, you've got a direct line to the budget. So that was also really helpful for me. So I don't think there's a right answer in terms of who you report to from an internal comms perspective. Um, I think it's more important who you are building relationships with in your organization, because that answer needs to be everyone. I'm joined today by Kristen Hancock of Ecology. We have our first Tuesday Tools Day coming up on February 1st. I'm going to talk about podcasting. It's going to be probably tolerable, but no I'm, promises. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I hope it's good. It, 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 tolerable. It's going to be incredible. When I was in high school, Tuesday Tools Day just meant that I was invited in and everyone called me a tool. Oh, well, we promise we won't do that. I, I can guarantee you that. If nothing else, we won't do that. Ecology, better than high school. There's a new tagline. All right. Thank you for all your time and your wisdom. Grateful to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brian.